Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds Podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. If you have seen the news at any point in the past few weeks, you have probably noticed that there is going to be student loan cancellation. Now, this is a very political thing. There's people on both sides where some people are really excited and thrilled and some people are super, super pissed because of lots of different reasons. We're going to talk about some of those reasons today for sure. But first and foremost, I wanted to go into more detail on what this student loan cancellation looks like so that you can understand it and see, does this impact you? Will you have any of your student loans canceled? And ultimately, what that next process is going to look like. So let's go ahead and dive in to all things student loan cancellation as of 2022. So here's what we know for sure. With this new policy, the cancellation is going to apply to federal loans only. Now, I know that this is really frustrating to me, especially. I get kind of irritated about this because people that have private loans are not included in this. And I think from what I've seen, people with private loans are some of the ones that were kind of screwed over the most and so really could use a little bit of relief. But at this exact time, it is for federal borrowers only. So let's go through and see if you qualify for a $10,000 loan forgiveness or if you qualify for $20,000. So here are the requirements. The first requirement is it must be a federal loan. That's pretty self-explanatory. You can log in and you can see directly if this is a federal loan. The other way to know if you have a federal loan is if this amount of money has been on pause and you didn't have to make a payment during the pandemic. If that's the case, if you haven't had to make a payment since 2020, you probably have a federal loan. The piece that I think is most interesting is if you have an income of $125,000 or less as a single person, you might qualify for this. So if you make $125 or less, or if you're married and you make $250,000 per year or less, then you can qualify for this. Now, this is a per borrower thing. So let's say you make $125 or less, you're within that threshold, you have federal student loans, you will have $10,000 canceled. It's pretty cool. It's a really, really great benefit, but you will expect to see $10,000 forgiven. Now, most of the time, if you've ever been around personal finance, a lot of that time forgiven amounts is then taxable as income on your tax return. The thing that is kind of cool about this is the government decided it will not be considered taxable income on your federal tax return, but state taxes might apply. So just be aware of that. Every state's going to be a little bit different. Now, the other piece that I think is kind of interesting about the federal student loan cancellation is that if you received a Pell Grant, now I mean like any point you received a Pell Grant in your undergraduate career, then you are qualified for $20,000 of student loan forgiveness. If you're not sure, I've had a lot of people reach out and they're like, Whitney, I have no idea if I even got a Pell Grant. How would I know? If you log into your student loan 
processing, like where all of your student loans are housed. So usually it's either Great Lakes or Nelnet. If you log into there, you're going to be able to see if you actually did have access to a student loan. What I recommend most people do is if you're still unsure, go to studentaid.gov. And then from there, they're going to have a lot of detail listed out so that you have a better understanding of what this actually looks like for you and what you can expect. The cool thing about this too is if you did have a Pell Grant at any given point, you may receive up to $20,000 of forgiveness. Now let's talk about that up to piece because a lot of people get confused about that too. They're like, is there any limitations? Like, how do I know? Am I going to get the full amount? What does that look like? So let's say hypothetically you've been paying on your student loans for quite some time and you are down to $8,000 on your federal student loan. What this means is that up to piece is that $8,000 will be alleviated or canceled from your burden. So that's what it means when it's saying up to $10,000 or up to $20,000. It kind of just depends on how much you have remaining on your student loan balances. The other thing about this that I think is worth noting is that this also applies to parent plus loans, which this makes me really happy because so many parents were taking out loans on behalf of their children. Maybe they were feeling guilty. Maybe they just felt like it was the right thing to do, but they were left with a lot of student loan burden too for their kids. So this will help alleviate some of that as well. So it's a really, really cool thing. So those are the factors that I would say are most notable from all of this. I have personally a lot more questions than I have answers at this point. There hasn't been a ton of information released, but what we do know is that it will likely be applied automatically, meaning you don't necessarily have to submit an application or anything of that sort. But what I do know is that for some of the people that maybe their information is not in the system for whatever reason, then there will be an application that you fill out. And I've heard it will be as early as October. So TBD, but definitely by the end of the year, there should be some more applications and answers on what this looks like in practicality. The other piece that I get a lot of questions about is, Whitney, I paid off my student loans in 2020. That sucks. If I would have known, I would have just waited. And that's like legit, right? I mean, I probably would have waited too had I known that was going to be the case. So what is happening on behalf of those people is you have to look at the date. As of March 13th of 2020, so any payments that you made March 13th, 2020 through June 30th of 2022, you can actually request a refund for those. Now let's say this is a true story. I actually know somebody personally that had paid off their student loans $20,000 worth in March of 2020, but it was past that cutoff date. I think they had a couple payments trickled throughout that year too. And so they were really kind of pissed. They're like, well, what the heck? I paid off my student loans. I didn't realize this was going to be a thing. Otherwise, I just would have waited, not made any payments, and maybe just had my student loan amount, that payoff amount, just kind of chilling in a savings account. That's super legit, right? So what they did is they called Great Lakes and they said, hey, I wasn't really required to make any payments during this time. Can I get a refund in the amount of $20,000? Big surprise, right? So what they did is they are giving them a refund. And then because they did receive a Pell Grant when they were in undergraduate studies, they will then have up to $20,000 erased, which means they just got $20,000 back in their pocket. So do know that that can be an option. And I know it's an option too that a lot of people get kind of angry with. They're like, what the heck? How does this work? I don't understand. It doesn't seem fair or equitable. And I'm going to be honest, I, I see both sides on this. I really truly do. I do feel a little bit upset and frustrated, but not because 
I come from the camp of like, I paid off my student loans and everyone else should have to buck up and do the same. That's not really the the place I'm coming from. I'm coming more from the place of this was a political move. And while yes, it totally helps a lot of people, it's also incredibly frustrating that it left out people with private loans. It left out people that really do need help in that regard as well. It left out people that had, you know, been working their butt off and did pay off some of their loans. It, it, what, it didn't seem like a very fair and equitable thing. The other area that is concerning, if I'm just being honest with you, is the tax implications. I do get concerned about that. It is a very real thing. We've seen inflation and it is a little bit concerning. But ultimately what I recognize is that this is going to help so many people. 8 million people are going to be impacted by this. That is a ton. And if you think about like a traditional $10,000 loan, let's just go with that amount and you factor in like 6.8% interest. I don't know the exact payment amount, but I've seen anything that says that it will save people between $150 to $300 per month on their student loan payment. That's that's huge. You know, that really is a big help for so many people. I've also received some emails from people that have exclaimed like this is going to make them completely student loan debt free, which is huge. That's incredible. And I think it is such a great opportunity for so many people. But I wanted to share a little bit about that program and kind of what this looks like, because there are a lot of questions, there are a lot of uncertainties, and it is a really great opportunity for so many people. I'm also kind of upset that it didn't do anything to fix the same problem for future students. So for the students that are now you know, maybe didn't qualify for this from the beginning and are now going into their higher education, where's the checks and balances? Where is this help for them so that we're kind of preventing this from happening over and over again? It is a little bit frustrating. So those are some of my frustrations with this plan, but my frustrations are equally accompanied with total excitement for the people that this is going to help. I am just thrilled for how many people this is going to help. I think it's such a great opportunity. Now let's talk about the next big questions that I often get is, okay, so I will have some of the student loan forgiveness. Now, what do I do? How do I not squander this opportunity? How do I make the most of it? What would you do? So let's just cover that and just talk a little bit about if this happened for me, what would I do? First and foremost, I would create a budget and I would look at what is my normal monthly cash flow like? Because for so many of us, you haven't had to make a student loan payment. So a lot of people kind of forget about what that student loan payment feels like every single month. So I would definitely create your budget. I would look back into your cash flow and start really paying attention to the day-to-day of your finances. And then once you do that, I would take that same amount of payment that you were typically paying. I would still pretend like I'm paying it. And then from there, I would then apply that directly to high interest debt, specifically credit cards. So if you have any type of credit card debt, that's what I would apply that to next. Once you have credit card debt paid off, or maybe you don't have any credit card debt and you don't have any additional debt, I would take that money and I would then invest it into the stock market. Now, I personally am a big fan of a really diverse, broad stock fund, and I tend to like the index fund for the total stock market. This is if you're on Vanguard, it's VTI is the ETF version. That's what I really, really am a big fan of. Now, please note that this is not financial advice. You have to do your own research. This is just for example purposes only. But that is a stock that I personally am a big fan of. Basically, when you buy that, you buy a piece of every single stock that's traded in America. 
So once you have that invested, let's say the monthly savings from that $10,000 being erased for you is 150 bucks. I would take that 150, I would apply that into my investments and I would let it sit there and do its thing for about 20 years. I would continue making that payment and just putting it into my investments. And then the cool thing is I ran some calculations on this. If you did that, then after 20 years of $150 per month at an 8% return on average, which is very reasonable. A lot of people like like to argue about this stuff. I actually think it's quite reasonable. Some years you're going to have 24% return. Some years it's going to be 4% return. Some years it might be negative. I haven't seen it be negative, but it could be. But as a whole, if your average is 8%, that money, that $150 per month over 20 years, every single month that's going to compound and build and it's going to turn into over $82,000, which is a ton of money, right? $82,000 is a good chunk of change. And I think it's a really, really great way to not squander that opportunity. Now, for some people, the other option is I am barely surviving as is. That is totally fine. If you need to live on that money and truly live on that money, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I do think that it is a great opportunity to build wealth if used correctly, but I'm not going to shame or shun anybody that needs to live off of that money. That totally, totally makes sense. So that's it. Those are some of the big changes to the student loan forgiveness and what this means. There were also major changes to the public service loan forgiveness program, and there were changes to the income-based repayment program as well. Now, I'm not covering that in this episode. I'm really trying to keep this focused on student loan cancellation and what that means for individuals. But if you do want to see some more good resources on this, my friend Travis, who's been on this podcast a couple of times, he does some really good information all about student loans. And if you go check out his podcast, if you just search for student loan planner, you're going to see it or go to his Instagram and make sure that you are listening into all of the information he's sharing because he is an expert on those programs. So I'll try to get him on the podcast soon so we can talk about those different changes in a little bit more detail. But for now, I think that is exactly what you need to know. What I would highly recommend for anybody that has federal student loans and is just kind of curious on what the heck is the next step and what do I do and what do I need to know, go to studentaid.gov and then on the cancellation website, the page, there's a section to subscribe to get updates. And that is what I would recommend doing because any updates that come through, you're going to see immediately in your email that way. All right, that is it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know this definitely impacts a lot of people and I hope that it helps you in some way. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week for another episode of the Money Nerds Podcast. Bye.